three, two. Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. Uh, we are thrilled to be sponsored by Cabo Del Mar this week, where you can enjoy world-class music from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pink, Tom Petty, Muse, and many more, plus comedy, contemporary art, gourmet cuisine, and more. Get more info and passes at cabodelmar.com. Welcome, everybody. I'm Erin Chamber-Smith with San Diego Magazine. I'm joined by Troy Johnson, our funny writer guy, food critic, back on back, Food Network star, and Big Ten Network star. Just got back from seven weeks in the road yes. with the Big Ten Network all through the Midwest. I love it. There's a long, flat place, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's just, you can see for miles, for miles and miles. We got rained on every single day. Uh, you know, you have to question yourself when you're from San Diego. You're like, what is this falling from the sky? I love wow. it, though. So different than your home turf. It is. It's definitely different. I and mean, there's actually good food out there, too. The college towns, especially Columbus, Ohio, they got a great GLBT scene, and it's just created this North Park on steroids called Short North. If you're ever in Columbus, you got to go to Short North. North. Hmm. It is just this row of like LGBT friendly like bistros and everything else. It's fantastic. Very cool. We'll hear yeah. more about that hopefully um, later on in the show. We've got Archie Naram here. She's an editor at the magazine. How's it going, Archie? It's going good. Yeah. Good. Nice to see. We missed you last week. We're glad to have you. Oh back. yes, I yeah. I've been in San Diego Magazine Land. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love how you didn't remember last <laughs> week. Where she was, was like, I? "Where were you people?" Yeah. She doesn't miss us. That's oh. sad. Oh my god, I was I was huddled in a I'm ball out. crying somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we have David Martin as well, who is the guy that you should call if you want to sponsor this podcast. He also helps make everything sound good. Um, Cammy is training. How's it going, you guys? Good. They don't have mics, but they're giving us a thumbs up. Um, we also have a special guest joining us who we're going to hear from in a little bit. We have Mia Vons, the founder of Good Neighbor Gardens. Very excited to talk to you. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Love being here. Great. Okay. And we do try to make this as much like happy hour as we can. So we drink the whole time. We don't really have good snacks today, but we have great drinks. I'm having something called a nitro, red velvet nitro. Red velvet nitro. That's what I'm drinking too. And you it does taste are. a little bit like red velvet. It is. Like uh, a red velvet cakey. It's desserty, sweet, smooth. Golden golden oatmeal stout with beets. Now beets is what your vegetarian mom friend put in your the cupcakes when you went over <laughs> yeah. there and you're like, mm. dude, thanks. Instead of the really, red dye. I really 14. like the cancerous red dye, yeah, please. You know you love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And Mia, your handler slash daughter is here with you. She's having um, a cut water spirits, a canned rum and coke, which is kind of cool. I love that. Um, and Archie's having her trusty water. I'm having my water because we had Wow Wow Waffle for breakfast oh at the magazine. Oh my God, it was amazing. They're the best waffles ever. Um, Aaron, say hi. Oh, hey. can't hear you. How's it going? I'm there. <laughs> now, we Facebook Live is getting the in, the right away. in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, Troy's Facebook Living it, pointing the camera right at his face the whole time so everybody can watch him <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> But we love it. Thanks, everybody, for listening on Facebook Live. Um, I think we Facebook Live it, too, right? Aren't we going to do that, Cammy? David will do that later. You can look at the San Diego Magazine Facebook, too. I guess not if you're listening to this after the fact. I don't know. It gets really meta when you get into the social stuff. Yeah. I don't know. But we did have Wow Wow Waffle. We should send a huge thanks to them. I think we paid them to come, but still. We did pay them to come. I still came to work today, and I was like, oh, my God. They literally came here. They're, They're an amazing a waffle shop behind a laundromat in North Park and they brought their whole operation to our glorious new kitchen and oh. they made us waffles to order and there was like a line of people being like uh can I have like the whipped cream yeah, they made us our own side waffles. of this and I mean and wow. they don't even do catering or any special events anymore they like just do the shop they even set up the fire alarm can I alarm. get an acai free acai waffle yeah. yes yeah I, 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 will tell you, I will tell you this I have never seen I get all the company emails yeah. right oh, yeah. I have never seen such a an excited email string mm-hmm. it was like 
Oh my God, waffles! I mean, it was so their amazing. waffles are no joke. They use like the real dough, like the Liège style, Belgian style waffles. I mean, I'm having them my wedding there in really September. Good. Like that's wow. why I like just love them. So she got much. engaged there. I got engaged there. I'm getting married. She has the black there. card I at Wawa Waffle. I'm having like a reception party. I mean, I just that's how I. You're roll. getting married at Wawa Waffle. Yes. Oh she's man, she's closing down the. Thing. I am calling MTV it's so right foodie. now. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I love it. I lo- yeah. No, but we should thank them because they're amazing and it was really good. I don't know how Kaylee got them to come do that. They set off the fire alarm too, by the way, cooking the waffles. Oh, that's in nice. the building. It's been an exciting day. It it's was great. worth it. Um, and just in case you haven't listened to this podcast before, we talk about hot plates at the top of the show. Then we have a very thrilling, interesting, in-depth interview with our special guest. We're going to learn all about um, urban sharecropping um, and you know all kinds of cool locally grown stuff. We do talk about hot topics in the food world, and we always end with small bites, our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. So, Archana, take it away with hot plates. Well, I think Troy's going to... Okay, I'll, I'll help you with this one. Troy's going to take it away today. I oh, mean, great. Not, not all of it. Not all of it. Not all of it. Just yeah, some okay. of it. All right, so Cutwater Spirits is, is, is opening in Miramar, I believe, this week. So Cutwater Spirits, which you can see right here, they have canned um, spirits. I mean, cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know, this is Spicy Bloody Mary. I believe you're drinking a rum and cola down there. This, we have gin and tonics right. in the fridge. Gin and tonics in the fridge. I mean, this is Ballast Point's spinoff. When Ballast Point made a billion dollars, the Constellation brands that bought them did not buy their spirits company. So Yousef, the brewer, and Jack White, who started Ballast, point spun off and opened up Cutwater. I mean, this, if you're a salesperson for this, all you are is a delivery person. You don't have to sell anything. Everybody's really already asking for all these Isn't there a rum and ginger? I believe there's a rum and ginger too. My so, mother is a fan. So of all you need to know is this is the guy that really like was a brewer behind it, like the guy that really worked behind the scenes to create um, Ballast Point. And if you follow them on Instagram, you can see they're, there's a kit, they're opening a, a restaurant there, there's yes. a kitchen there, hiring a bunch of people. I've been sort of watching it unfold on Instagram. So um, congrats to them. What about um, Bonafort? Oh, I can talk about this because I literally just ate it an hour ago. Mm. So, Officine Buena Forchetta. That's the new location in Liberty Station. Why do have that Officine? That's just this, this annoying thing. It's just Buena Forchetta. <laughs> but this is a slightly different concept because this they're bringing... This is the office, oh, all right? It's like pasta and word. pizza. And whereas a South Park one, they have both. But that's Mateo's concept. Officine in Liberty Station is Mateo and Mario from Biche. And so, they just debuted lunch today. And... It's a really awesome deal. For $14, you get a salad and a pizza, or you can get a soup if you'd like. But it's a lot of food for $14. I walk around here downtown, and I get like a sad sandwich or salad for like $12. Yeah, But true. I could go ha- have this like lovely Italian meal, and it's like that breezy, great patio they have in Liberty Station. And 14 bucks, and they have a lot of good variety of pizzas. You know, they have their spicy salami. They have a prosciutto one, margarita. I mean, well, And Buena Forchetta, again, yeah. some, of the, some of the best pizza in San Absolutely Diego. Delicious. And it's Matteo, so if you haven't met Matteo, he's the Italian owner of Buena Forchetta. I've been trying to separate him from his wife and steal him from himself. <laughs> Years. He's the sexiest, cutest man alive. Do we remember the episode he was on our podcast? He was one of my favorite guests He was so wonderful. I'm going to link so to awesome. that. I think it was like episode 29. Yeah, I mean, I obviously It was a couple weeks ago. It was, it was <laughs> okay, next, another hot plate. This one we were just buzzing about in the office, literally. It was like our office was a buzz about it um, right before we started taping. A Wolf in the Woods. Archie, what is this one about? Um, so the women behind Kettle and Stone, Gracie and Rena, have paired up with Johnny Rivera and his wife, 
Frenet of Great Maple, and they're taking over that former Espresso Mio space in Mission Hills. They have that great back patio that overlooks a canyon. I mean, it's just this is like deep in Mission Hills on Fort Stockton. I don't think I ever went to Espresso Mio. It's just just a little coffee shop. Like, I mean, and they've since moved locations. It's not like they're totally shut down. They are now closer to the Mission Hills Nursery, and so this Espresso Mio space. The thing that's so cool about it is on Fort Stockton. It's like smack dab residential area, and then there's this cute little block of just like three little retail establishments. So they're going there. It'll be like a cute neighborhood yes. bistro. It's due in August and they're going to be doing breakfast, lunch, it's dinner. It's got to be teeny tiny. Or are they taking one of the retail spaces too or just the coffee shop? I thought it was just the coffee shop. That barely but had any They're going to build a three-story disco. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's all on that canyon on the deck there. That's tiny. Yeah, I mean, and Johnny Rivera, if you don't know Johnny Rivera, literally is one of the first people doing the craft cocktail resurgence in San Diego over at uh, Tractor Room. And he yes. started Hash House at Go-Go, which serves about 75 pounds of food and on breakfast cereal on your plate, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I love about them is they do, they do use some local stuff. And they use, like, good food, and then they put Captain Crunch on top. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't get too Too pretentious. The balance, the balance. Well, that one is exciting. Do we know when it's opening, Archie, That's coming up? That's due in August. August, okay. Wolf in the Woods. Yes. Very cool. Okay, now a new nightclub. Is this you, Troy? Yeah, this one. Okay, Honeycomb is open this week on Convoy, Ooh. 4428 Convoy Street. This is the second half of the uh, mega restaurant um, entertainment hub called Hive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is like, I mean, it's I think it's like, I don't know, 15,000 square feet. Or it's 12. in a warehouse kind of It's in thing. a warehouse kind of place. So, I mean, you're going to have like um, Vegas DJ and dancers, uh, 50-seat bar, 13 wow. private karaoke rooms, and oh. get this, 1997 is back with <laughs> bottle service. I love it. Bottle oh, service. Bethany O'Dell, are you listening? We need to go tour this. We should do something fun there. Karaoke room? Yeah. One of my favorite that things in San Diego, karaoke rooms on Convoy at the Asian karaoke I've never rooms. done it. Oh, where you never. get your own private room? I know you wrote you about em- it once. I thought it was You embarrass so cool. yourself in front of all of your friends? Well, in, in other in Asian countries, it's huge. Room. I mean, that's what you do. That's a very, business people do it. That's a common, that's what you do. Dinner, drinks, karaoke, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's I when you it. invite your friends down, you do karaoke, and you give them laugh dances. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> It's private. It's called Honeycomb. In case you're wanting to write all these things down, don't so worry sorry, about it. Go to San Diego Magazine.com. Archana puts up a post after every podcast, so that and she links to all of this stuff. So we'll keep going here with Liberty Public Market. Oh, the Farmer's Market. Did they really need that? I think it's awesome. I went last week, actually, for the first day. So it's every Thursday from 2 to 7. It's that area kind of by Moniker General, across from Liberty Public Market. It's like an extension of Liberty Public Market. It's the farmer's market. Yes. The outdoor with the stalls and the... Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, maybe there'll only be a couple of vendors. But there were quite yeah. a few vendors, and it was, like, buzzing. It's like, I don't know yeah, how everyone fun. heard about it, but there was live music. There were a lot of people walking around. Like, some of my favorite vendors from the Hillcrest Farmer's Market were there. It was well, great. And, and as you think about it as, like, a farm system for Liberty public market itself yeah maybe some places that can't get into the market themselves or they don't have enough that's money that's true that's you know or they haven't it. gotten to that point of their evolution they can go out into the outdoor market and plus you can get musicians in there where you wouldn't have space for a band you know i mean liberty pub public or um what, what do you call that place liberty, liberty pub- public market or no the station liberty station oh, yeah. liberty station has struggled to find an identity in san diego for the last seven years and i think they're finally getting it all together in the last like year and a half to mm-hmm. two years you know with avachine buonafarqueta yeah you know and uh you know breakfast republic stone it's kind of like else. everybody else if you want it to be cool put good food there it's like people are slow on the uptake with that kind of like I think the arts community and stuff they've started to do that too it's like how do we get young people to come to the arts well give them some good beer beforehand or give them some food beforehand I mean food is sort of a thing I feel like for the next generation to get people out and get them together absolutely except for what we've learned with the new generation is that they only go to a restaurant once and (laughs) then they have to move on to the next restaurant because it's now sport unless it's Wawa Waffle 
Yeah. Oh, unless you're Arch Nine. Then Arch is going to, she's going to like buy the place next to it and live there. Your husband's going to have to get you that every morning for the rest of your life. Yes. It's so good. Okay, a couple more here in Hot Plates. Um, The Memorial Day weekend sip. On premium rums and tiki creations while soaking in the sun. What's this? Hiatus Lounge? Is yeah, this Troy? It's the Rum and Tiki Fest. The Rum and Tiki Ooh. Fest. It's going nice. on at Hotel La Jolla. Mm-hmm. Am I making this up? No. No, you're right. Okay. I just forgot to cut and paste that part okay, of your Okay, thank email. you. Nice. I was looking, I was actually, I'm cheating here and looking at my list and she cut some stuff yes. out. I know, I'm sorry. I was consolidating. I feel like you swept the leg, Johnny. No. <laughs> and I just pointed to you no, and I said, I, no. That was amazing. I think we should be grateful that she even makes a list for us. Absolutely. Because otherwise we would be completely lost. All right, but yeah, they're doing um, tiki cocktails. They're going to have like a, a dozen bands there. I mean, tiki culture, as we wrote about in San Diego Magazine, I don't know, uh, about a year ago. I mean, it started, it started to really take off. People are really getting into it and getting into it seriously again. Yes. Hotel La Jolla has one of my favorite views in San Diego. Is that where Cusp is on the top? Is, is it still Cusp? Cusp. So it's that, that hotel, right, is you're deciding, do I go to the village, do I go to the shores? Correct. Right uh-huh. there by the gas station. Right there by the gas station. It's got mm-hmm. one of those like receded views, because you have a lot of water views in La Jolla, but this one's receded, so you can overlook the village and go, oh my god, I wish I was rich enough to live there. Yeah. And then, you know, you can see the water, you can see the ha- homes, it's pretty. you can see the reclusive La Jolla's, uh, you know, like, like trying to stay away from the public. And they have good valet parking. And they have good valet parking, love, yes. Love so that. check it out. Tiki That's going to be on May 27th, mm-hmm. 2 to 5 p.m. at Hiatus Lounge. Yes. And again, you're listening to the Happy Half Hour. You can go to SanDiegoMagazine.com to find out all the details. Lastly, Abnormal just released released a batch of, what is this, Boys and Weiss? Weiss? Boys and Weiss. Weiss. What is that? It's got a 5% uh, Berliner Weiss. Berlin Weiss? Berlin Weiss. Weiss. Um, it's a beer with over 12 pounds of boysenberry puree pure, per barrel. Okay. So, I mean, if you like um, kind of like that sour, you know, um, you know, boysenberry flavor, this is a great new local beer. And it's available at the Cork and Craft, I guess? In Rancho Bernardo? Cork uh-huh. and Craft, the only Cork good um, food in Rancho Bernardo, except for, uh, except for... What's that uh, little taco shop you think you wrote about that they turned it into something? Oh, God, now I'm going to really offend all of the, p- the people up there. Rancho Bernardo, you have better things that I'm actually giving you credit for. Um, yeah, there's all that barrel room and stuff up there. And what's yes. that little taco shoppy one you read about that used to be a taco shop and now it's a fancy restaurant? You don't remember? I remember the photo of it. I don't remember the name. Do you? Such the a sandwich bit. place? Sandwich place? Um, no, it used to, it looks like an old Taco Bell, but now it's cute. God, now it's I'm fancy. so put on the spot. I have no idea. Okay, we'll find Ranch it. Ranch Bernardo's it. dead to me. It's a good, we'll, we'll <laughs> leave you in suspense and we'll link to it on the website. Okay, this has been Hot Plates. Make sure you check your San Diego magazines because... We, um, Archana edits a column every month and check our website for stuff in between. Um, Mia, yes. thank you so much for joining us. We have Mia Vons here um, as our special guest and you are the founder of Good Neighbor Gardens, an urban share crop program that farms yards in San Diego homes and schools and then you deliver the locally grown pesticide-free produce through a CSA model. That's exactly it. Very good. I love yes. it. So interesting. And you were Archie's neighbor. Yes. Still, we still are. Still. Yeah. yeah. And then, so I met Mia a few years ago when I moved in there and I saw her her, you know, working in these people's yards, growing produce. And I just thought, what are you doing in their yard? <laughs> did I try to feed you? I think I did. I you did try to feed us. I mean, it was, it's just, and then we saw each other again recently. And I said, you should really come on the podcast and talk about it. Cause I asked her like, is anyone really doing something like this where someone's home can act as this share crop program and become like a CA, CSA virtually? And she's like, I don't know anyone else doing it. Yeah. And the super cool thing about what, that event, we went to a wedding that a couple of neighbors got married. They just, happen to meet each other in the alleyway that's kind of where we all gather and <laughs> it's a little bit sexier or not as sexy as wow wow waffle yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. As as Aaron said, it's like our Melrose Place. Yeah, they, well, they live in like in Hillcrest, awesome. in one of those cool like it does. They look like Melrose Place, those like mid century complexes. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but almost the majority of the people that are in that neighborhood that were at the wedding all have some sort of involvement in the share crop. So they either grow it. food, they helped build some of the farms, they order the produce. Everybody's kind of or they're contributing fruit for the baskets. Everybody's involved. It's so super explain awesome. the idea. So yeah. you use other people's spaces to grow the food that you then well, organize into CSA boxes. Term, that way you have yard into a, into a farm. Yeah, I basically, you know, if you're just overgrowing grass in your yard, we'll come in and we'll give you a, you know, try to make your vision come true. We'll, we'll grow some food for you in your yard. Most people want to eat something that they can grow, you yes. know, and, and people are starting to feel like they want to, they want a portion of their diet to be something they can actually see that's happening in their own space. And so we're growing food in people's yards. It's becoming wildly successful and wildly um, popular. And um, so we go to your house, we look at your space, we say, this is what's possible. We give you an estimate. We try to make your dream come true and we give you a scope of work that matches your dreams. And I then you say, it. yeah, go for it. So we install it. And then the second phase is we can actually give you your own personal farmhand who will show up to your yard once a week to grow the food for you. Because oh a lot of people... God, was, this is amazing. Say, you could build it, but can I farm it? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, the thing is, is a lot of people want, the, want it to be done, but they don't have the time or the inclination or the know-how to do it themselves. But they, they also want to learn. We're finding that most people do want to have some idea of where their food's coming from, and they want to have a part in it. And it does matter. You can't just dump some water on it every day from the hose. No, I mean, Not no. everything grows the same. Like yeah. There is sort of an art to it. Yeah, there is. And you know, so we give them their own personal farmhand who shows up once a week to grow the food and then they leave a report so even if you can't get into the garden and you're the homeowner you can learn just by reading the report and um maybe that'll entice you to come out and do a little something as a matter of fact we always have the homeowner water in the seeds i love this I because love we th- it. think about it, I mean, a piano that teacher used to come over to my house once a week when i was a child <gasps> yes. and this is like a piano teacher but he's gonna teach you how to grow food instead of play the piano mm-hmm. well, granted i'd like to learn how to do both but <laughs> yeah. that's amazing but yeah, we, yeah, and we thanks. keep yapping at people everybody from politicians to us on this podcast saying you know grow your own food eat healthy rah, 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 yeah, but maybe yeah. it's not that easy well, I mean, you if know, you don't the, know how the to other do thing it is it's like honestly i don't i'm not a farmer like i don't come at this as a farmer i come Right, you're not wearing overalls. You're not like... <laughs> well, I did clean my fingernails for you guys today. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I'm used to having that soil under there, and it's good for me. And the farm report is your fingernails are very nice. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the, the trick is to keep them short. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but what's really, really cool about it is the homeowner gets to eat their fill. You know, it's like their garden. They're paying for the service, which is great, because we get to hire young people from Seeds at City College or oh, Kuimaka cool. College. They're studying urban agriculture, and here's a place where they can actually come and get a job so the more homes that we install gardens in the more jobs we can create which is super awesome how many homes do you have right now well since march of 2013 we've installed over 84 gardens in people's homes that's more than two a month Wow. I is it are they it. all they're all centralized in one spot? No, no. They're all over San Diego. So we've installed gardens as far south as National City, as far east or actually I should say Hamul, as far east as La Mesa, Spring Valley, as far north as Encinitas. But right now we're really um, sort of centralizing all of our efforts in the mid-city. So the majority of our, our current gardens are in Mission Hills, Hillcrest, North Park, South Park, Kensington. So that's um, easy to manage. Sherman you got to keep them in. Yeah, yeah. Really. So, the, whole, so the, the goal, like the, the actual... Um, 
dream would be for each of our farmhands to ride their bike and have their little garden route where they maintain oh their gardens gosh, on their bike. How green would that be? Cute right? and adorable. Boy, and so us. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and what if we were that city that it's like, oh, one of those, we ended up on all those lists and people started to know our city for the place where, yeah, yes. when you go and you live in the city in the old parts of the city well, that you can have happen. a cool garden. I need you guys for that. that. <laughs> I find that. Now, what's the yeah. most common crop that you have growing? Right now, we just refreshed all our gardens for the warm season. There's two seasons in San Diego. Did you know that? Warm and warmer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We actually have a cool season that ends in March, and then we refresh our gardens, and we plant them out fresh for spring. And so right now, we've got a lot of tomatoes and cucumbers going in, which yes. is a trellising variety. So we're, start, we're starting to implement, you know, put, put trellises in people's yards. But it's super exciting. You can also do the three sisters, which is corn, beans, corn. and squash. Mm-hmm. You knew that. I did. I Where'd you learn that? I know. I, books. <laughs> He's very foodie. I, I, books, because I really, I make flashcards about food and I don't have to grow my own food. Okay. Although I did grow my own tomatoes one year and I will tell you this. They are the best tomatoes that I've ever tasted right? in my entire yes. life. Maybe so because different. I was tasting pride. Pride is delicious. But no, the th- I think is when you grow a strawberry and you uh, eat a strawberry oh. from the plant. I mean, it's a, it tastes like a strawberry. Right. It it's does. just incredible. It doesn't taste yeah, like it's water. It's just like Willy Wonka like said. A it's a strawberry. It tastes like a strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, that was my turning point as a gardener. It's like you've been eating Taco it's Bell like, your wow. entire life and then all of a sudden you go down to Baja. Yes. You know, That's like, what it's oh like. God. Well, I have to give a huge plug to our what we call gracious neighbors. Those are the homeowners who actually say, come grow food in my yard. I want to be a part of the solution. These are progressive people who are generous, who want to connect with other people and be a part of ending hunger in San Diego. I mean, you might not think you're hungry because your belly's full, but you might be malnourished because you're not eating the, the, the fruits and vegetables the, to the degree that you should be. And so these are people who are actually willing to open up. And in this day and age, in this political environment, that is a beautiful thing, that there's a place where people can connect to one another in such a constructive way. And the nice thing about it is that there's always extra. If it's professionally managed, you end up with too many peppers. You know that. You end up right. with too much eggplant. Oh, plant. tomatoes. I mean, you probably tomatoes. Squash. Squash. like over the oh. top. Tomatoes are actually a weed. They'll just keep going. You yeah. don't even have to water them. They, they thrive when you water starve them. I was going to say, that's one thing I learned this year with my tomatoes. I bought them and I took a little class and the guy was like, everybody overwaters their tomatoes. Yeah. Maybe once a week you water them. And I was right. like, I had no idea. And yeah. then they are, they're going nuts. Oh, they love it. They love stress. It's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, so does everybody in a magazine. So that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. More tomatoes. No, so, but what's really great is we, they allow us to harvest the surplus. Okay, so what okay. do we do with it? That's that's where the neighbors come in. They get to order the, the surplus harvest in the the form of beautiful little harvest bounty boxes that we distribute to them. So every other week, we distribute boxes of fruits and vegetables to people who order online that might not have a garden. Although the people that have gardens also get a box every other every other week because if their tomato experiment isn't successful, somebody else's might have been, and so they can be assured that they're going to have tomatoes in their diet. But what what do we do with the revenue from those harvest boxes? We actually take a percentage and we use it to support our school garden education program. So we teach kids in elementary schools how to grow food. We're looking to teach in middle school and high schools. We've got some things on the horizon. But what's great is these kids are learning the importance of working outside, working as a team. We teach them that we are a garden. We're a super organism. We work together. We can get more done than if we work apart. So they're learning the vocation of farming. They're also learning life skills. And that's really where our program ends. And, and that's that's yeah, what's so exciting. You're helping raise it. the first generation and, th- and three generations is actually going to have vitamin D. 
Yeah. You know, like some I of those know. pasty kids are like, I know how to kill stuff <laughs> on a video game. Well, you know, we want to strengthen their thumbs so they can play, you know. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> so Here's a question for you. Okay, so say I want to turn my yard into, into you know, I want to be part of this. How much does it cost me? Okay, well, that's going to depend on your farmable square footage. So okay. we've got to come out and we've got to look at your space and we've got to ascertain what your vision is and then we've got to put it together in the form of a proposal to you. So okay. I can't give you a, I can't give you what it's going to cost you, but it's definitely affordable. Do you have a minimum like number of farmable square we feet like you need? We like to have a minimum if you're, if I can get you to think in form in the terms of raised beds for a minute, yeah. think about like four feet by eight feet raised mm-hmm. bed. So you're not doing I'd like, like a have window three box of those. for somebody. Yeah, like an apartments. Mm, apartments. We, you know what? We really want to start working with people in apartments because we realize in the area where we're consolidating the majority of our work, we'd love to have more people I know, people like I wish we could do something, but I just have a tiny patio. That's all I have. Oh, we can do it. We can, you can do container gardens, wicking buckets that barely need it. You just have to make sure the reservoir is full. Like there are definitely ways for you to grow wicking a substantial buckets amount of food that you can even share on your little patio so don't be discouraged so okay okay, now here's for instance i have 30 square feet (laughs) okay (laughs) but but that's my that's my apartment (laughs) (laughs) i think i have about a a square foot and a half from my god okay but i mean so let's say i have you know i can fit four um you know um raised bed right right i mean what is that going to cost um, well, if I tell you that, then my competitors are going to be all over this. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. get out the trade secrets. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want somebody to get an a- a- idea, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah. we are actually the least expensive because we're able to share the surplus. So we have a way that we can subsidize the cost. So, you know, I don't really want to give away the prices right now just because I feel like sure. that's our, our, our little trade I'm not secret. I'm going to make you give away your trade <laughs> secret. I'm not going to make you give away the, the Colonel's special recipe. But if recipe. you're interested in the garden, give us a shout yeah. On our website, there's a which is www.goodneighborgardens.com. Okay, you Love can it. on the bottom of every page. There's an opportunity for you to join our newsletter, and if you put a little note in there that you want a garden, then we'll give you a call and we'll come out and check it out and give you a quote. Love and, it. and we'll link to that at SanDiegoMagazine.com. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are checking out all the other stuff we've talked about, we will link to it. Hang around with us for a minute. We're going to go into a couple hot topics that we okay. have um, about food this week, but very fascinating. And yeah. I right before the podcast, you were telling us this is actually your second act. Yeah. In your life. Tell everybody yeah. what you did in your first life. Well, I used to be a financial planner. In an um, office building on the 18th floor. We're, we're taping this from the 11th floor of our San Diego Magazine offices. And you came I was in across the street. She on was the looking at all the big buildings and remembering like, oh, I yeah. used to be yeah, down here yeah. with you people in the buildings. Um, yeah, we sold, I sold insurance and investments for 24 years for wow. AXA Equitable, which is in the what we call the Darth Vader building. Right across <laughs> it is the street. Oh, <laughs> but you have the good deli. I've seen deli. people go in there and just like yeah. not, never come Yeah, out. we have the best deli. <laughs> but you have there. a good deli. Oh, yeah. You have Ida B's deli. Yeah, that's a good deli. I always worked at home. I didn't work in the office, so it was kind of, I, I was spoiled. I should say that your daughter's off camera right now, <laughs> like pointing at you and giving you directions. Yeah. I, I wonder, She's got a handler. Oh, She's I better have. The, the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> Don't knock her. I've got her for the rest of my life, hopefully. <laughs> and I need her. Yeah, totally. I love it. Okay, well, let's talk. Let's go into a couple of these hot topics. We still have our small bites segment coming up, where we give you our own personal recommendations on what we've been eating and drinking lately. We'll go through these pretty quick because we have a couple this week. But it turns out that the car- that the California farmers may soon be able to grow avocados year round. California grows ninety percent of America's avocados right now, but Americans eat more than four billion. Is that true? Four billion avocados a year. Wow! Absolutely, guacamole dollar extra. 
Yep. That's true. Okay, UC Riverside researcher has spent 20 years trying to produce an avocado tree that can handle Central California's coldest and hottest months. She's optimistic about a type called the GEM, which is related to the Haas that most people buy in stores. That would be nuts if, if avocados weren't seasonal. Although they're not exactly seasonal now because we get them from South America, right? Get them from Mexico, Mexico quite Mexico, a bit. Yeah. We get them from Mexico. Mexico is actually Which is always warm. a lot of San Diego farmers are actually pulling up their avocado trees, even though we grow ninety percent right now. That is dwindling by the minute because we are such a drought, you know. But prone. Then the drought's over. Uh, well, it's over for a month and a half. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a drought again here within six months, probably. Right? You know, we're almost always in a drought. So a lot of them are pulling out their thirsty avocado trees and planting wine grapes. You know, and because wine grapes, you need to kind of you know um, make thirsty. You need to kind of you know parch them in order to, for them to thrive. Well, and avocados, I mean, they they take a lot of water, but they take a long time to grow and mature, right? And they're kind of finicky. They're real difficult to grow. Yeah, they are. They're very thirsty, and they only fruit like once every other year for well, the most part. But you were telling us a that. hack. Give me the hack. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, they say that you can plant avocados either in really close proximity or even two in the same hole, and that way you can trick it to like bear fruit multiple times during the year. Ooh, so you know, you're not limiting it to one season. I don't know. We haven't tried it, but um, I just know if you, you get just a read good read that on a website. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's a buzz. It's a buzz. I used to have an avocado tree in my backyard in a, another house that I lived in, and it was. It freaked out like when we moved in and we changed the ground cover. The tree like had a panic attack and dropped all its leaves. And I like called the nursery, and they were like, "Oh no, they're very finicky and they're they're like emotional trees. And like oh if you God. change, like if you have one in a pot and you move it, it like freaks out. And they're just real finicky." Yeah. The other thing too, you know, our city water is really bad, and it's got chloramine in it. I mean, it's bad oh. for edible gardens because it kills oh. all the microbiology in the soil that that That's basically renders the soil alive. Yeah. And oh. so, and avocado trees will show that by if you look at the leaves and the bottom of the leaf is all brown and charred. It's because it is taking up all that chloramine and it results in salts in the soil. So it's burning the plant, basically. How do we get rid of and the chloramine? And those leaves will fall off, too. So, you know, you want to you give your, your avocado trees a nice compost and even mulch the roots to keep the water in. And How do we get rid of the chloramine water? in our, our water, then? You don't. You've got to fertilize they, they, the soil. They, they yeah. put it in there because it's supposed to keep the pipes clear for okay. the infrastructure. You know, it's kind of like a, a counter... Basically, we all should have water filtration systems, though, for all of our houses. Oh, God. I'm yeah. so depressed whole, whole by this whole conversation. <laughs> the, yeah. next, the next one Let's will make you depressed, Let's move on too. to hipsters. Nothing more depressing than a hipster. <laughs> no, I'm just no, kidding. Nothing more depressing than unicorn the most thing on the planet. Or, yes. And the, unifor- the unicorn food trend. I just can't. Oh, Hips- uni- hipsters are making these foods more expensive. Unicorn toast, avocado toast, and coffee drinks have driven up the cost of vanilla like crazy. Frappuccinos, cauliflower is ne- near a record high because of cauliflower rice basically we're we're launching all these things into trends hipsters are launching all these things into they, trends that were typically cheap instagram has raised the price of food astronomically <laughs> well certain food yeah i mean a unicorn toast which is basically cream is cheese that a thing? With, with oh yeah on instagram Ew, unicorn anything yeah I'm i don't just get what is it, is it rainbow i think it's rainbow color yeah Okay. It's basically food coloring on cream cheese. It kind of started with the bagels that were rainbow colored. Yeah. It started a little right? bit ago. So cream cheese now has, has gone hipsters. up. I don't follow enough <laughs> hipsters. I, I, I saw the unicorn frappuccino thing. I did not see uni- unicorn toast. You know there's like 74 grams of sugar in that oh. thing? Yeah. I mean, you literally, I mean, it's like rocket power to the moon. And avocado <laughs> you know? toast, I guess the prices are grand. We were all having a discussion about the cauliflower thing because nobody wants to eat right, white rice, but I guess cauliflower rice cauliflower is a thing. Cauliflower rice, yeah. Cauliflower rice is a huge thing. So I mean, basically that's vegan and vegetarian staple. So that's driven up the cost of cauliflower to record highs in years. So so hipsters and vegans, you know, stop eating. <laughs> Just stop. 
Okay, that's it. That's okay, and next, uh, more depressing news yeah, next. Oh, God, here's more. Aunt Jemima is making frozen okay. pancakes, waffles, and French toast. Troy brought all this, okay, by so, the way. Yes, okay. He, like, barfed <laughs> out a bunch of hot topics this week. Okay, look, Aunt Jemima um, recalled the frozen pancakes, waffles, and French toast. If you have Aunt Jemima frozen waffles, um, pancakes, you or French toast... You should not eat them, period, in, ever. ...in your freezer, you should get a new life. But... <laughs> After you do that, you see uh, there's they have fears of listeria in them. So throw away oh. your um, frozen waffles and pancakes. And nothing against Aunt Jemima. They're a brand that's been around for a long time. They're awful. So <laughs> they, um, that's it. But the dry mixes and syrups are okay. Yeah. So your syrup. But the syrup is not real food. You shouldn't Just eat, eat that anyway. It's all yeah. high fructose anyway. It is okay. Lastly, who eats fast okay. food? You can't just read this one. Okay, go. Okay, who do you think eats the most fast food? Poor or wealthy? Popular notion would make you think poor. Because it's the cheap. way they frame poor. it. And it's fast. And that's the way they frame it. Absolute BS. They just did a huge study. And they yeah. found that all Americans, including wealthy and or middle class, yeah. eat fast food at least once a week. And it's across economic strata. It's not just poor people who eat fast food. The almost the exact same rate. Rich people love their Taco Bell tacos, too. All right. Yes. So I, I, it's too convenient not to do it every once in a while. I mean, I don't know. I am in this this fog of I have children, so it's like it's too convenient to not do it sometimes. It's like it's there's right a lot of there. food options out there though. There. I know. I yeah. fall prey to the occasional McNugget. I do it every once in a while yeah. because it's like swim lessons in a traffic jam. Just get the McNuggets. No. See, I mean, but usually I, I tell you this. I only go to a real fast food joint probably I say twice a year. But does In and Out count? In and out does not count. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, no. An exception for in and out. Because that's like once a month for us. I mean, please, we do a lot of it. Please tell me, Mia, that I can make an exception yeah. for in and out. It counts. It's never frozen. Anything. It's always I, fresh. I'm going to plead the fifth on that. <laughs> it's always fresh. It's never frozen. They don't have microwaves. When I do fast food, it's Chipotle. Uh, that's my that's my weak spot. That Caitlin. barely hey, counts, yeah. too. Uh, that's it. That's Even it. with your kid? Even with my kid? You don't ever go to fast food? Okay, I will say this, and it really crushes my soul. Occasionally, her mother... <laughs> takes her to McDonald's because you get the toy and it's she's right. not here to defend herself she is not here to defend herself but my daughter every time we see that dang arch she's like oh <laughs> yes you know, know. she's like oh my god the happy box for a girl and I'm like oh come on, come on. so I don't order anything okay. I, I get her and I make her get the apples yeah and else. I just eat the fries I, I make her get the apples with the pesticides yeah when's the last time you had fast food Arch and Aram usually it, it's like maybe once or twice a year and it's usually at an yeah. airport that feels like yeah. my fun like no rules time like you or can something. get a McFlurry if your flight is late I have to say though I don't really like In-N-Out uh, um, so I don't really eat In-N-Out. Who doesn't like in I don't know. If I'm going to have something, it'll probably be Taco Bell. That Crunchwrap Supreme is real good. Okay, Interesting. I, got, I, have I haven't to, eaten at a Taco Bell in a decade, I swear. I don't remember the last time I I've gotten like E. coli from it, but I still go back. <laughs> you my, guys my, are scaring me. <laughs> <My> <laughs> guilty. Usually, we're so farming and organic. I, I swear like I grow all my produce. Once a year. Can we change the subject? Yes. My, She's dying. She's getting hives. The urban my, farmer is getting hives. The urban farmer next week. No, we're, we're, this is over the top. We really don't need it that much. My guilty, my guilty pleasure, though, for one, for one thing, Jack in the Box Ultimate Cheeseburger. Just, we should have a guilty just pleasure once one a year. I mean, it's a local brand. Once a year. It is. It's Read just, about it it's just, it's just factory farmed meats and and just and just it's ugly really cheese and bread that isn't bread. Mia it's can't just, handle it's you right Okay, now. let's skip that. Oh, We're done. My but can I just say one thing about fast food that's not about the food? Did you guys watch that movie, The Founder? 
with yeah. Michael Keaton. Isn't it good? Ray Kroc story? Yes, it Amazing. was very good. You oh, should watch it. It's, I haven't seen it yet. it's a do- well, it's, it's kind of list. documentary, kind of not, kind of dramatized. Would you? It, I think most of it's probably true. Oh, let's I just say I'm glad that I was in four years in San Bernardino, where the original <gasps> McDonald's was. So oh. my mother's like, "You have to see this," and I remember passing by it every every day on the way to school. It really oh, is God. good. It really makes you realize how revolutionary the idea of fast food was, and that they really did sort of make that a thing. They roboticized it. it. Yeah, it's... They created machines that were exactly the the right, you know, um, amount of ketchup. I found it fascinating. They they actually went onto a tennis court and made the ballet of how they would move during service. They they, they choreographed this out before the actual restaurant opened. Okay, well, tell me everything. Well, and it centers around (laughs) Ray Kroc, who's a big figure in San Diego, and his wife, Joan, and all those things, so I would recommend everybody watch that. Okay, that's been um, Hot Topics. We're moving on to Small Bites quickly, and we're almost done with the Happy Half Hour this week. This is our own personal recommendation, so what we've been eating and drinking lately. Okay, two people, 50 bucks. I'm going to start. I went to Barbusa. Mm, what did you like? Um, it was okay. I that, thought it was okay. I'm going to go back. The, well, that, that's exactly what my review was, too. I was like, you know, I had a great night, and then a really bad night. You know, I so. thought the vibe was super cool. All the Busalakis were there. Joe was there. The kids were there. They definitely had some regulars. It felt like I was in like a cool, like, oh, this is San Diego. People were hugging and kissing. Like, I know you. I know you. Like, it was it was a cool vibe. Yeah. And the food was sort of, it was okay. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't bad, but it was... Yeah. It was, there wasn't anything I ate that I was like, oh my God, Wait, I got to bring Jenner back and have this and it was so good. And, and this is how you open up what you're suggesting for two people, 50 bucks? I'm, you're like, no, no, no. you should go to this okay place. But it's not, <laughs> this isn't necessarily recommendations, it's just what we've been eating lately. Oh, That's okay. what I ate. All right, so if you want to go shrug. <laughs> if you want to go shrug. No, if you want to go try a cool place, it's cool, it's new, try it. Okay, who else? You got one, Archie? Yeah, we've talked about it before, but I love Tajima. Um, it was oh, yeah. so rainy and cold this weekend. Man, mm, it was so good. Ramen. And there's very few things that I will get for takeout that still taste just as good when I bring it home and transfer it to a new bowl. And Tajima, it works. Oh. Like, I transfer it to my new bowl. I get my, like, I, I mix it all up, and it tastes almost the same as eating it there. You know, not quite as piping hot fresh, but... Ooh, I love Tajima. And it's like 10 bucks for a filling Which bowl Which one do you go to? There's a couple, right? There are a few. I personally like the ambiance at the one on Adams Avenue, the newest one. Um, but the Hillcrest one is the closest to me. That's a cute little petite one that reminds me of my time in New York. Did you know that there's an actual, um, there is a proper way to eat um, ramen? And it's a two-handed. That? It's a two-handed food? What? Okay. Chopsticks in one hand. Oh, and the spoon. That spoon yeah. that they give you in the other hand. So you're supposed to get your 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 hard ingredients, you know, your noodles and, and vegetables and, and pork and everything else in one in the chopsticks. And then you get a little soup broth and you it's kind of a oh, soup. and you're supposed to slurp it. That's together the way you're and supposed to slurp do it. it all together. That way it's you get a good icebreaker for a hmm. date. Next I time know. I'm gonna do <laughs> that. Just some like how to videos. Am I two, am I two two people funny. fifty bucks is gonna be? Oh, I just went to TJ Oyster Bar again. I haven't been there in two years. Okay, they have smoked tuna french fries it is a bowl of french fries with crema and smoked tuna and smoked tuna sounds yeah. a little bit dangerous it sounds like it might be a little fishy oh no it tastes like chorizo yes. it's so awesome and it's just it's gluttonous and dirty and you've questioned your decisions in life and it's Mia delicious. is shaking her head man <laughs> it is delicious it's so funny we're all addicted to food isn't it fun we're all food well what's yours what two people if two people going out 50 bucks to spend where would you say it? you Tell know what I'm gonna go completely off the off out of the subject I would go to fun <laughs> Monkai Vegan have you guys been to Monkai oh, Vegan yeah. I love Monkai yeah. where is that it's on Adams Avenue it's across from my printer which is Ego ID Media I'm giving plugs right now yeah and Monkai um vegan. 
It's really, really good. They have really well prepared. Is well that that vegan out, place with the blue doors and windows? It's very small. It's kind of hard no. to see. It's Is on it the new? south side of the street on Adams Avenue. It's before you get to Kensington. It's after Normal Heights. Oh. It's right in there. All right, what am I ordering? It's really good. Yeah. What do you like? Um, well, first of all, they have great pastries there. Okay. They have great. Um, Hibiscus juice that's incredible. Like this, this is like the mm. sweetest juice you'll have. You got to go there for that. Yeah. Okay, and then Mon whatever Kai the vegan. entree, the special of the day is, just take a risk and, and go for it. Monkai. I would say that about most restaurants that you like, actually. Yeah. I'm going to go. Take, take and you won't feel bad after eating it. You'll that's feel like you thing. did yourself a favor. It's really healthy. Everybody's You can go great. to the old side and have two Guinnesses after. Because <laughs> <laughs> you won't feel bad. Okay, that's two people 50 bucks. And then cocktail of the week. I pulled this right from our website. Um... And there is a really neat little story on there about you and yours, this new East Village distillery with a female co-founder. Um, right now they're doing gin and vodka and they're working on a fruit brandy. Very cute little cute little story and cute little company called You and Yours. Nice. Yes. That's Check fantastic. It out. You and yours. San Diego is on the upswing. I think this is going to be a city sometime. <laughs> At some point, I At hope that we all point. can still afford to live here when it happens. <laughs> um, okay, it. I think we're done, you guys. This has been the Happy Half Hour. Thanks for listening. Right. Thank you so much to Mia Vons, the founder of Good Neighbor Gardens. Visit her website. Sign up for your consultation. Yeah. Get and your little follow us on garden. social. We were on Instagram and on Facebook yes. as well. Good Neighbor Gardens. I, awesome. We'll link I, to all that. It's I, one I, neighbor I'm, in several gardens. Yeah, not because you're sitting next <laughs> to me. It's an amazing idea. I yes. love that. If I had a yard, really cool. if I had more than 20 square feet in my apartment, well, the I would cool thing is, is that we get to teach kids. So if you have a child who's you know you want to teach them the importance of social responsibility and how to take care of the earth and take care of themselves i mean you know childhood obesity just our little city right here to the south has the highest rate of childhood obesity national that's city, national right? city. so we Feel are we're going to be working food. with south bay coming up and we're just so excited about that because we really want to get at this issue and you know this really touches all the, the political issues that are hot right now it really does it's true I love it. Thank you so much for coming and joining Thank us. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. We are talking tiki's with the belly high next week. Ah, oh, yes. yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.